title of this thing. No title again. Under the Lord, the little Rolling Bob. Nights in white satin, never reaching the end. Okay, we'll uh, fade that out. Not everybody's a fan of the Moody Blues, but. Uh, I am. Uh, their albums meant a lot in the early stoner days. Um, what's that? Our children's children's children. Oh, in search of the lost chord. Can't remember the third one. I had three, and there are others, of course. This is the greatest hits on the CD. Sitting ah. in cell. It is uh Thursday, December 8th, 2022. This is the day John Lennon was uh, assassinated. You all know that because it'll show up on your social media somewhere. Um, Just terribly sad. I've already mentioned I first heard it when I was uh, listening to Shortwave um, when I was in Nigeria. And just uh, recently arrived. It was our first uh, first Christmas out to happen, which was a blast. But uh, we're gonna park that. Um, still miss him. I still think he would have had things of value to offer today. And I don't mean music necessarily. That could have been there, but no. More importantly, politically, um, Trump would have absolutely hated him and. Uh, he would have hated Trump, so there you go. Anyway, this is yours truly, the Scarborough Dude, starting off a new podcast. This would be Dixon Jane's number 926. Um, I felt I shortchanged my listeners a little on the last episode, but <laughs> that's probably been true for a few years now. Just ain't what it used to be. Was it? Was it ever anything? I think there was a certain because there was. I got my 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 foot in the door early, which was great, and so there was a certain buzz about this guy, this Garbo dude. Uh, you know that that was that was fun. I played with it. I was a somebody. Now it's just oh my god, that guy's still podcasting, really. In fact, yeah, I like a lot of people just don't know. They dropped out long ago, and I thought, well, they might not listen, but at least you'd know I was still out there. No, no, not even that. And that's just fine by me. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not about to whine and beg for more listeners or even more feedback. I'm. I'm fine with what we got. Good. Here I go, sending it, sending us off down that path, and uh, that's not where I want to go. I want to freshen things up. Well, no, I don't want to make any change. I just want to continue to oh, probably give you the same old, same old, whatever it is. It's an ongoing kind of weekly journal. Hey, into my life. And um, if you don't know me, this should not be interesting at all. Uh, if you don't have a lot of uh, free time, my God, this is definitely not something you want to listen to. But if you've... Uh, if you've got times when you can't sleep in the middle of the night or you uh, got to take your dog on long walks 
Or, uh, you got nothing else to do. Tune in the Dixon Jane's podcast. I recommend it's a whole hour to stretch. So, uh, I break it up over the week. You might want to do the same, but who knows. Anyway, let's see. If I keep going until my birthday in 2024, which would make me, that's sort of towards the end of April, that would make me, uh, let's see, 76 years old. I could, if I continue to put them out, one podcast a week, I could reach my thousandth episode. And um, I'm probably going to go for that. If I'm at 926 now, why not just keep going and then and then stop? I mean, I was going to stop at 60. I was going to stop at 100. I was going to stop at 500. I've done all this crap before. Um, a thousand. Seem, it seems a worthy goal anyway. If I stop at exactly that number, well, we'll decide then. But uh, that's what you got ahead. So uh, hang in there. That'll be 19 years of podcasting if I make it to... Uh, 2024 spring. All right. What have I got here? Um, I didn't record anything since attending the um, uh, Christmas party at the only cafe on Tuesday night. This is Thursday now. Uh, it was a blast. It was good and, and so nice. Your friendly bartender, Max, hands out. Gave Lisa a bunch of tickets here. Gave these to John and Ken. And uh, the fact that, of course, he knows us and knows our names and, and welcomed us as regulars to can't attend the party because it was free booze, uh, free food. And it looked like a lot of people were bringing in homemade dishes. It wasn't the staff there. It wasn't, well, I mean, some of the staff, I guess. But it didn't appear to be catered to one caterer. There are lots of people bringing in different things. So there was a real good mix of food and plenty of it. And then a band or two bands I thought it was just one band, but apparently, according to the guy I spoke to outside, who loved country music, did you hear that country band in the beginning? I said, you sure did. And it was very, very good. Of course, I had um, half a gummy when I arrived, and then the other half just when the music started up. So uh, I had a bit of a glow going, which was uh, nice. But anyway, it, it was a delightful event. Um I've never seen the only cafe as crowded as it was that night. Like, we're definitely standing room only. It was barely able to make it out the bar side. Like, they were three, four bodies deep in this narrow corridor. And I choose to go out that way because I want to say goodbye to the bar staff. Um, and um, people, you know, we were, you know, I always think when we're there, this is our bar, sort of we are at the center, you know, when I'm at, especially our favorite table, which I posted pictures of. Uh, and here we were just uh, a table of old people, well, not counting Lisa and Connie, Lisa and Connie were with us too, but uh, certainly we were we, we were nobodies and uh, just happy to have been there. Everybody else seemed to a lot of large groups knowing each other, reconnecting. So it's got a it's got a history. This place apparently it was its twentieth year too since uh, the current owner had it. So that was quite wonderful too. All right, we're going to just park the uh, only cafe for now. Um, what else have I got to say? I am my mother's son. I don't think I am, but Prince Harry 
or maybe he's the former Prince Harry. Is he still a prince? I don't know. Uh, he certainly thought he was, said he was. He's a bit cheeky, the way Diana was. Or Di- Diana? Princess Diane? Diane? Diana? How could I not know that? Diana. Yeah, Diana. Um, anyway, um, I watched the first two episodes of uh, Harry and Meghan. Uh, that's out on Netflix, and I enjoyed it. And I actually felt like I thought this was going to be done as a scandal thing, the dirt stir things up, controversy. And so far, it's nothing of the sort. It's it's there. It is their story from their perspective. And um, I know I, I, there's probably some people out there who would have no interest in watching it all, but I always do. I, I feel for them as as normal people. God, I'm talking through my nose. I'm a bit nasally, aren't I? Um, say, oh, royals, you know how easy. Well, we've already had that discussion. It's not an easy job, and, and especially if you take it seriously the way uh, Charles has to now that he's king, and his son, Prince William, will have to when he takes over. Um, they're They're committed to it to the family, the firm, the job, the responsibilities that go with it. Very understandable why Harry, the spare, uh, which is the name of his biography too, might want out. Uh, He was sort of, the line was, you know, for the safety of my family. And you think, okay, now hang on there. Here's a guy whose mother was killed, you know, in a car chase with paparazzi racing after to get photos and um, an unnecessary death, not orchestrated by the palace. Thank you very much, conspiracy theorists. Uh, a terrible tragedy. And him as a boy losing a mother who just adored both her sons and had humor and did her best to protect them and look after them. And he's saying that's what he wants to do. So I'm not giving any spoilers. I'm just saying giving my perspective on... Uh, in fact, I don't think there are any spoilers. And then the second episode was much more about um, about Megan and her background and uh, life story. And that was an eye-opener for me because I knew nothing about her. I didn't know her as an actress on Suits or anything else. Knew very little about her. Just knew that uh, she was going to be demonized by the British press. And people just want scandal and uh, basically drove, you know, almost drove them and their children out of the country. But there you go. All right, so that's all I have to say about it. But uh, yeah, I found it entertaining, and uh, I look forward to seeing the uh, the uh, all six episodes. All right, here is a little quote I got off the Internet today. I give you a lot of those, don't I? It's perfectly okay to talk to yourself, and it's perfectly okay to answer yourself. But it's totally sad that you have to repeat what you said because you weren't listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny when I first read it. Now that I've reread it and shared it with you, it's not really that funny, but there we go. Um, so I don't have that much more to, um, to offer to give you. I certainly don't have any more notes. I am in the habit of at least trying to do a little prep for this thing, such as it is. Um, I'm going to my brother's 80th, I think I told you, and then my good friend Alvin's 80th this weekend in, uh, 
Kempville area and um, uh, Kingston. So, um, yeah, I won't be recording there, but I will when I get back. So I think I'm just going to stop there. I think this is just an introduction. I haven't wasted much of your time. I'm very conscious of that. And um, get on and do other things that uh, are... uh, Maybe productive. I don't know. I still have the drill sitting on the counter here in the road track, which I've got to get rid of in the toolbox. Shiny now, but empty and really serves no purpose inside the road track. But what else am I going to do with it? Scarborough Dude. Signing out from uh, inside of a cell on on a cold December day. Bye for now. That is, of course, the Moody Blues. I still have it in the uh, CD player. I am now in back in Sal, the road trek. I last talked to you on Tuesday. No, Thursday. And uh, I said my voice was raspy, and by Thursday evening I had a tickle in my throat. A tickle in my throat. And um, realized what was coming. A full-fledged cold. So it is now uh, Monday, December 12th, and uh, I'm on the road to recovery. I'm much, much better. I spent two days in bed, which helped. Drinking fluids, as they recommend, and uh, uh, just resting, sleeping, listening to all kinds of podcasts. Something really bizarre. Uh, The Superman Files? Damn it. Uh, it's the story. <laughs> I didn't uh, copy the link. Uh, the story of uh, that crazy actor. I can picture him now, and of course I can't come up with his name. You all know him. An actor everybody loves to hate. He uh, he was a fan of Elvis. He wore leather jackets. He's been in some very questionable movies. Uh, he, he, I kind of like him. Damn, 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 it's so simple. You can be shouting it out. Well, maybe not. Maybe that's not enough to go on. Uh, there's a lot of crazy actors out there. Uh, Nick Nolte. Not Nick Nolte. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Oh, my God. He had his um, number one issue of Superman and number one issue of Batman comics stolen. Now, the Superman one is worth $200,000. Well... Uh, they sell for 200000 whether it's worth that or not. It's another story. To collectors, yes. And it's about a six-part series. Um, the Superman theft or something. If you Google, you know, you'll find it. 
It is greatly entertaining. A lot of padding, but very well done. And I guess when you sick anything, it sounds great. Uh, so, boy, I lay in bed and I listen to that. I haven't even finished it yet. Also watching a, a few, you know, movies and series and so on. Um, right now, are, are, you, are you listening? I just need to check in a little. It's, it's me, yeah. I'm back. I'm catching up. It's Monday. I usually put the episode out today. I'm, we're, we're behind this week because of the cold. Um, and <clears throat> I guess last time I mentioned I was going to go to my brother's um, 80th birthday party at the Brigadoon in the outskirts somewhere outside Kempville, you know, in a small country town, beautiful restaurant. And I, I couldn't. I mean, I was just too sick. And I did not want to give this to anybody else. Unfortunately, I seem to have given it to my son, who is now sicker than I am. I guess I had the flu shot, and that might have helped. He's uh, he's dealing with flu-like symptoms. <sighs> anyway, so I missed the 80th birthday family gathering for my brother, which, you know, was important, and it's unfortunate. And I also missed my friend Alvin's 80th birthday party in Kingston. I was going to visit him on the way home. Uh, And, you know, that's how it goes. Anyway, so the whole week has been changed. It's been thrown off kilter. All right, now where were we? I was saying I've been listening, tuning into a whole lot. Listen to Bill Maher today. I didn't like his club random. And then I I sometimes listen, depending on who the guests are. If if it's a little background noise, it's because I got the furnace on and the road trek and the engine running. It's cold. Sal is covered in snow. Some of it's melting off. Um, Anyway, listen to Bill Maher. And today was uh, Richard Dawkins. Now, we had Sam Harris before. And I thought, Bill Maher is no intellectual match for the likes of Sam Harris or Richard Dawkins. But they seem to like him because, number he's an avowed atheist. And he, he goes out there and takes a stance on issues. They question his some of his views on science and medicine. Um, but they like him. And, and so it, was, it ended up good listening. It ended up good listening. Uh, that's all I'll say. I, I'm, I, I, sub, I like to have shows that I subscribe to regularly, and Bill Maher is one. And this club random, when he lights up a joint <coughs> and gets high and gets thrown off track, and in both cases, Sam and Richard Dawkins said, no thanks, you know, not interested in your weed or your alcohol. Uh, but they still held their own anyway. Sam uh, Dawkins is 81. And it just written another children's book. Anyway, uh, I'll just park that there. Um, the other show I'm watching that I've just discovered on my own, thank you, no recommendations uh, to me, but I recommend it to you, is called Inside Man. A Brit series on Netflix. And, boy, it is good. It's a series. Uh, a man is on death row for murdering his wife and uh but he solves he solves mysteries (laughs) it's a bit of a twist and so the stories within stories within stories and boy it is good 
Uh, you might, you know, the first time you might wonder, what, what, what the hell is this? But give it your attention, follow up, go on to episode two, and you will be hooked as I am. I, I really, really highly recommend Inside Man. Uh, it's very well done. And again, actors you probably won't know, which makes it all the more wonderful because there are so many good actors out there who just need good material to uh, to test their talents. So I, I'm thrilled about that. All right. Oh, here's a here's a little news item. PodCamp Toronto is back. I think I've already mentioned this, but I'll, another reminder out there because I got a reminder in the mail. Uh, February 24th to 26th, PodCamp Toronto. So Michael has been talking, uh, the virtual Uber has been talking about a trip to uh, Canada to see all his buddies. Uh, maybe that would be a good time to come. I don't know. A lot of people will be around. It would be a good chance to connect with people. But uh, anyway, just putting that out there, February 26th, 24th to 26th. Um, what else have I got? I also listened to Dave Olson. I've mentioned Dave several times on this podcast, and uh, some of you will know him, some won't. Dave is a storyteller, uh, a collector, a craftsman, a journalist, a writer, um, traveled far more extensively than I have and had a wider range of experience than I have or would ever imagine having. Um, and now living in a small town in uh, Japan with his wife, I've mentioned, and working out of his kura, which he's transformed into just a wonderful hub for his creativity. And I guess what I'm getting at, I mean, you, you tune in or you don't tune in, that's up to you. But I was trying to figure out what is it about people like him and myself who are collectors of things, who are people who need to record our lives. It is a thing. It is a a quality. It is a need. And I I really want to know where it comes from. I think it is part... I think it's DNA wired, you know, if if there's such a thing, (coughs) that maybe gets passed on from generation to generation. Um, but some of us have it, and have it in the sense that it's something we have to do. And I'm really questioning the why. What, what is it we need from it? Is, it? is it that we need to share it with others? Or is it just ourselves we don't want to let go of? We don't want to die sort of almost unknown. That, that, you know, I'm leaving a trail with the Dixon Jane zine and the podcast and uh, uh, what else? Oh, my books, my letters. <sighs> it's not one I'm necessarily even proud of, of who I am. And I'm going to circle back to that in a minute. But it, it, Dave calls it, Dave Olson calls it... Um, Uncle Weed is also a name I knew him by before. Uh, And again, we've never met in person, but I think we will someday. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. He calls it personal archaeology, and he's digging through. Uh, But Dave goes much further in the sense that he likes to actually make uh, the little notebooks, create artwork, paint pictures, (laughs) turn them into postcards... And he just goes in all directions. He's just putting himself out there. 
and now that he's got a finally has a base and some time now that he's married and has a child uh, he's doing even more um, and it, it's it's an interesting study I don't know I don't know many people like that who do the same as what we are doing and I'm not in the same league even as Dave Dave I would call in the Japanese sense a master of personal archaeology he, he's reached master status I am not I'm still a yeah, I, I, I dabble in it. <laughs> I'm a dilettante. But uh, anyway, I thought I had... I, I, I thought I... It, this is the kind of thing that's been uh, nagging at me while I've been lying in bed. You know, again, the usual, what am I going to do with things? Uh, speaking of which, right beside me on the driver's seat is the um, metal toolbox that I cleaned up. Remember I mentioned in the last podcast... And what I did today, well, this is progress, boys and girls, I took the drill that I rescued from the garbage after me putting it in the garbage with two other drills. This one I pulled out of the garbage, cleaned it up, and it is now in the bottom of the toolbox, and the toolbox is going to go into the bar. So it's out of sight, it's where it belongs in a toolbox, and it will be kept in my bar. So... To me, that's that's progress. That's not what my wife would call progress, but for me, this is progress. I found a a, a place for it. All right, I'm going to shut the uh, furnace off. Hang on. Uh, by the way, I don't have headphones, so I don't know if I'm shouting or not. Uh, off. It always takes a minute to uh, to shut down, but God, is it ever nice to have a furnace? God, I'm hot now. I think I'll shut the engine off too. Oh yeah, God cranked up heater. It didn't take long at all to heat this baby up. Be good for winter camping, but I'm not ready for that just yet. Um, Alright, how are we doing? 13 minutes? <sighs> when I was sick, I, I I get depressed when I get sick, because it's just a reminder. Like, I live in my head, as I've talked about before, and so when my body takes over, uh, it, it, it just... It really ruins me. I I get depressed. I no longer am in control. My body is in control. And um, I get depressed. And my depression is not about, oh, I'm old and I'm sick. It's just, it seems almost unrelated. But it's a low-level, invasive depression. I'm going to have to turn down the Moody Blues. It's kind of distracting me. I feel like I'm on repeat, like it's, I'm just playing the same song over and over again. Maybe that's what some people think about the Moody Blues. Um, this was me looking at my failings, my perceived failings. Oh, thank God the noise has stopped. Jesus. It, of everything, of... In every possible way, I was looking at what I'm not doing, I guess what I'm not doing well at. No, how, how, how much better everybody else is, and not everything, but each person something different. <coughs> Sorry, God, I had some... I had some cough chops somewhere. 
I hid them. I had a few, just a few left of, um, you know those great ones, the, um, the, um, for hacks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, those are chews. Ah, Christ almighty. Oh, oh, I'm going through my glove compartment. No, damn it, damn it, damn it. I've got a ton of stuff in here, but uh, I can't find those. Um, you know, fisherman's friend, that's what I'm looking for. All right, all right, everything goes back. Sorry, uh, where were we? Yeah, uh, everybody else can do this. Somebody else can cook. Doug, Doug Slater can cook. Uh, Michael can, you know, get out in the snow and climb a mountain and uh, fix the town's uh, internet system. Uh, somebody else just to, you know, a better father. Everything, every aspect of my life, I felt I'm I'm a failure at. I'm just not good at. I, I'm I'm not worthy. And you can't when you're in that mindset. You you can't get out of it. It, it seems silly now that I'm talking about it, <clears throat> but it's very real at the time. And I, I guess I'm I'm trying to think. Okay, that's just because you were sick, and that's what happens when you get sick. It just it takes you into this other zone, and within that zone, you're not seen objectively at all. You just, you know, for some reason, you're measuring up your all your shortcomings and failures. But God, it was very unpleasant. And then it seemed, as I got a little better, it lifted like it was like a cloud. It's <coughs> God, I really am still sick. Fuck, um, a cloud that was just sort of moving on. Uh, but anyway, I, for some reason, that was very important, too, that I let you know about that. It's it's irrational, of course, <coughs> but it's very real at the time. And you, you can't find, uh, you, you can't lift yourself out of it. it, it you know, it lifts. But you can't do it by by your mind. I think it's again the body. You know, I'm I'm feeling a little better now. No, oh, guess what? It's a brighter day. Anyway, Jesus, I thought I had. I really felt I had things, things that all these things. And this is the problem with me making notes. They're important at one time. Low self esteem. But sure, I have the right. Oh, here we are. There's a twist on this. In spite of all of that, I really believe that my views of the world are good. I was going to say correct, but I think people might challenge that. Um, there's, there's, I have, I guess I can't pinpoint what are my good qualities. What is the thing? Clearly, there must be something good about me. I've succeeded in life. I've got friends. People enjoy my company. There must be something I am doing right, but I, it, it can't quite be defined. Uh, quite a while ago, John Meadows mentioned this was something like I have good, um, I think the term was social intelligence, something like that, what I might be lacking in knowledge. And there's the, there's the area. <coughs> I am so incredibly ignorant of so much. And it's as if it's not important to me. Like, you know, it's not just not knowing the names of trees, but not holding on to facts. 
and it's not that I'm in denial of facts. It's just that well, the facts aren't important. It's it's the perception, the understanding, the awareness, the knowing, it, and, and and it's it, it's hard to define. But I really think my worldview, my vision of how the world should be. I think it's a correct one. It's a good one. So I guess what I'm going to have to do is come back sometime and see if I can explain that a little bit. What I will say to point out is just uh, flicking TV channels last night and catching um, on uh, CNN the number of mentally ill people on the streets of Los Angeles, like whole sidewalks blocked by tents back to back, like, you know, just against each other and here is this country and if you grew up in the 50s you have this vision you know the white picket fence the home the father the car the job the suburbs the whole thing this white image of america back then <laughs> leave it to beaver's world of just this greatness and the potential for greatness and never the down-and-out seedy side until the beats came along. But the hopelessness that's there now and the abandonment, and then you just flick and you look over the other side, the people with seven houses and people to manage them. And it's like, you know, when, what's his name, Nicholas Cage lost his, uh, <coughs> his comic these most valuable comics. Well, he had New Year's party and the house is open and there might have been, you know, who knows, 100, 200 people in there that he couldn't possibly know all of and he has his own security and but he's pretty lax about these things and, and people just come in and out and and oh my God, I can't even imagine such a life. <sighs> okay, poor example. But the extremes... Of wealth, and meanwhile, a broken health system, or one that doesn't serve the people it needs to serve. <clears throat> and the same is happening in Canada when you just, the disgrace of walking down Hastings and Maine in Vancouver and seeing mainly Aboriginal people, but down and out drug addicts living on the street, dying on the streets, literally dying on the streets. Uh, Toronto, the same tent cities all over St. Stephen's, the church I visited and uh, was so impressed with the minister who I spoke at length with. Um, they've set up an encampment of tents on their property and the city's come along and said, sorry, but that's blocking the right of way <coughs> and has given them an eviction notice. And meanwhile, they put in porta-potties and the church is giving these people access to showers and food and doing what Christian churches should be doing. So there are good examples and good people, but this should be happening on the higher level, the top levels of government. And now our, our own health care broken, like, you know, parents not, you know, waiting 14 hours for the kid to be served because of governments that aren't doing what they should be doing. And meanwhile, Ford, here's plans. We have a place called uh, Ontario Place, which is designed for the people of Ontario on Lake Ontario which is meant to be like a place for people to come, families to come, celebrate. And it's it's hosted shows and concerts and had a, 
you know, a, a movie theater, you know, surround, surround vision kind of thing. And it's just kind of been run down. So now, okay, Ford government open for business. This is our fucking premier goddamn conservative government. Doug Ford. Thank you. Sorry. Um, <coughs> open for business. That's his mantra from Ontario. So he's, that's why they need to chop down, take over and sell off some of the uh, protected green belt. To build houses. Well, these houses out in the country, these big homes, aren't for new immigrants coming here needing affordable housing. No, no. These are going to be for people who got money. And the people who are going to develop the land, the developers, are going to make them fortune off of this. This is not solving any problems here. And now their vision, somewhere along the line, whether it's a city government or, or but I think, provincial involvement for Ontario Place... Oh, there's a spa, a franchise that wants to put down like a billion-dollar facility, multi-stories, chop down all the trees, have it right on the peak, on the lake, uh, five levels of underground parking for patrons only to go into this facility, this spa. This is not for poor people. This is not for the people of Ontario. This is money, money, money. And that, this is this is what's sick. And this is the nature of what's happened to capitalism in the Western world, and especially in the States. And the spillover has fully poisoned our system here with our conservative governments here and in Alberta. And it's sick. And it's wrong. And I guess that's partly where I'm coming from. My vision, capitalism is sick and diseased and broken and is not serving the people. <laughs> and it needs... A major overhaul. And there should be people out in the streets. There are people out in the streets, you know, right now, today, uh, raising awareness about the problem, the critical problems in hospitals. You know, children have died not getting the treatment they need. Uh, all surgeries for people in great deal of pain. Uh, well, these have been postponed because we don't have the facilities right now. We, we don't have the doctors. We don't have the surgeons. We don't have the nurses. And this is this is all wrong. This has got to be fixed. All right, all right, enough of that sermon. I'm sorry, you were probably bored with that. But I just, those things I can understand. Maybe I'm not doing enough about it. <clears throat> this is why last time I talked about, damn it, why did I not pursue a career as a mediator? And uh, once again, I went through all the regulations. Oh, no, no, you have to have a certain number of paid mediation hours. you got to be in with a team of lawyers, or you're not going to get anywhere. Well, fuck that. Anyway, I, I just want a little more peace and so on. What else are my notes here? American society is sick, diseased, and feudal. It's not technically feudal, but when you see these shows on ancient year, we watch a lot of great TV shows in our family. Um, Steve, somebody, an American who travels Europe, and this is just YouTube videos, and they're wonderful to watch. The history and the the food and the <coughs> the sights to see. And I know I shouldn't be doing this while I'm coughing. I, I apologize, but I have no cough filter. I'm not going to edit out each fucking cough. <sighs> Watching these videos, and you're seeing the history, and you're seeing these castles built by crude labor of, you know, stone upon stone and, and the wars going on. And the last is a group of, of what were considered heretics in France I'd never even heard of in the 13th, 14th century. 
who were burned, killed, the last of them wiped out because they went against the Catholic religion. They're considered heretics. Whole pieces of history I don't know anything about that, and I consider myself, you know, educated, but clearly not, not enough. Um, but these times, and well, how could a prince, a king, a lord, a baron, how could these people have so much power, so much wealth, so much control, and the others at the bottom, back, back, breaking labor and barely eking out enough food to feed their children? Well, that's what's happening today. We're in that system now with the way capitalism has taken off. You've got multi-billionaires on top. It's wrong. It's sick. It's diseased. It needs to be changed. All right, all right. I've I got to go. Sorry, that was a, a longer-than-usual rant, but then I'm further behind than usual. I'm going to give myself a little candy. These are... Chewies, they are high chews, high chews, Japanese treat, uh, because I can't find my fisherman's friend. Maybe I finish them off. I'll get some more. I should go out, but I'm not ready yet. Oh, come on. Well, it's 40 below, and I don't give a fuck. Got a heater in my truck, and I'm off to the rodeo. It's elemental left and elemental right. Come on, you fucking dummy, get the right step right. Get off the stage, you goddamn goose, you know. Piss me off, fucking jerk. Get on my nerves. Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man and he's off to the rodeo. It's elemental left and elemental right. Come on, you fucking dummy, get the right step right. Get off the stage, you goddamn goose, you know. Piss me off, you fucking jerk. Get on the nerves. Well, it's 40 below, and I ain't got a truck, and I don't give a fuck, cause I'm off the rodeo. Elemental left and elemental right Come on, you fucking dummy, get your right step right Get off the stage, you goddamn goof, you know You piss me off, fucking jerk Get on the nerves Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand He's a one-ball man and he's off the rodeo It's elemental left and elemental right Come on, you fucking dummy, get your right step right Get off the stage, you goddamn goof, you know Piss me off, fucking jerk. Get on the nerves. Just know that she sings. Oh boy. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a sign I got a radio on, which means I'm in my car, the Toyota, which means I'm somewhere else, not in my driveway. For the first time in a week, I'm away from home. I'm in Thompson Park, parked in Thompson Park. And, uh, yeah, my God, 
Feels good to be out. I'm definitely on the tail end of the cold. You could probably tell from this episode I sound a little better than maybe yesterday. Uh, still not 100%, of course, but well enough to go for my doctor's appointment. It wasn't a doctor's appointment. I guess it was a technician's appointment uh, to have my annual ultrasound. I had a stroke, I think a, I think a TA or something like that. I'm guessing it goes back to 2015. I remember I was still driving my son to college at that time. And, uh, yeah, oh, my God. And so every year, Dr. Aziz makes an appointment for me, and uh, I uh, go in, lie in a bed, and uh, undo the button of my pants. And they put this jelly on me and this uh, probe, and it measures the arteries, the, the width uh, you know, coming from my heart, going down, uh, you know, towards my legs. And takes many measurements, and it's I'm in and out within 10 minutes. It's wonderful. Kind of appointment I just love. There's nobody else in the waiting room. Uh, best of all, the gate is still broken at this uh, clinic, and so there's no parking fee. And, uh, you know, bam, you're there. It's done. The report goes straight to him, you know through the wonders technology, and uh, I'll see him in a week, and he'll look at it and say, oh, no, no, no change, that's fine, good, all right, see you next year. And he collects his whopping load of money, I guess, from the uh, healthcare system. And I go on my way knowing that uh, there's maybe nothing more I need to worry about. So, all right, done. And that's what gets me out to uh, Thompson Park to finish off this podcast. It is what? did I say it was? It's Tuesday. That would make it uh, the 13th of December. Oh my God. Christmas coming, but oh my God, great news. I did some shopping. My son won't be listening, so it's okay. My son in Vancouver. Uh, He directed me towards some souvenir of Toronto. I mean, he's quite fun. He lives, he's lived in BC for uh, Vancouver for 10 years now. But still, you know, Scarborough was his roots, and there's a wonderful map of central Scarborough. Sort of hand, all, in, all the streets are hand-drawn in the areas. And, of course, our little, I can t- pinpoint exactly where our house is. I won't tell you, but anyway, it, it's right there. Uh, and it's a point of pride, you know, celebrating. And I'm from Scarborough, the kid from Scarborough. There's lots of stuff that, hey, yeah, I grew up here. It's got It's got some cachet to it and uh, so both my sons it was not a bad place for them to grow up at all Uh, in spite of all the stories you hear about you know man shootings in schools and fights and all kinds of stuff but anyway 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 moving on um that those are unavailable those are sold out but ttc the toronto transit commission has a wonderful website a vintage Oh, yeah. apparel and and things. So, uh, I, I, anyway, do I have to tell you what I got him? You know, that would be that would spoil the secret. Of course, he'll never know. But okay, all right. It was a jigsaw puzzle. The whole TTC map. It looks very cool. The whole subway subway streetcar system. It's great. Um, for a thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle, which should be easy to do because, you know, well, all the lines and uh, everything's there. Anyway, so that and a great vintage scarf and matching toque of the old maroon, sort of maroon and gold, I think, TTC colors. Uh, very, very neat, the way the buses used to be painted. 
Um, and anyway, just neat stuff. And of course, the beautiful thing about it, they'll mail it directly to them. So anyway, all right, park that, park that. Um, I did make some notes. Oh, the, let's let's move on to the Dixon Jane zine, which was you know I, we had a September thirtieth deadline, extended, extended. I didn't bother sending any other reminders out. I, I've kind of given up. I don't like nagging people. I, and the idea, I think, is still a solid one. Different people from different parts of the world write in what it's like where, where they are, what their worldview is at this age and how it changes. And I, I collect these things. I put it together in a 12-page digital newsletter. Zena, I send it out to select people. Not everybody gets it. It's not out on the, you know, World Wide Web for strangers to peek into people's private lives. It was amongst a circle of friends, and that's what it was all about. And it was about expanding the network of friends, you know. Oh, a few more people. Oh, that's, that guy sounds interesting. And as I made more friends through podcasting, it expanded well beyond the original circle, which was all from uh, Lachine, Quebec, Um but, you know, each time, yeah, oh, great, okay, yeah, people do and people don't. And there's a few, like Tennessee Jake, who's been my greatest supporter these past few years. Thank you, uh, Jason. Um, and who always contributes something. But, you know, I'd have to go back and remind people again. And I just, I just don't feel like doing it. And it's not laziness on my part. It's a little bit of, it's not despair. It's just, okay. Come on, beating my head against a wall, you know? Jesus Christ, how many more reminders do people fucking need? And I think if I really think about it, I could probably get a little steamed up. And I don't want to. I just want to, okay, I've tried, you know? Maybe somebody could have done a much better job. Maybe there could be more, you know, I don't know. Do people need prizes, you know? What what, what do you need to motivate people to? You know, and I, the, to me, it was more important, even more so now, because people don't read and people don't write. People are too busy clicking like or commenting on Twitter and doing things rather than setting aside the time. And then there are the serious writers, the John Meadows, who are too busy writing for themselves, their own things. So you're not you're not going to ask somebody who's who's already a writer doing things and and you know, hey, can I have more? Uh, I mean, I'd happily put links towards other people's creative things. And then there are other people who say, no, I want photographs. Well, it wasn't about it. It was always about writing, taking the time to write, like the way we used to write letters, to capture the present moment. And the fact that there are so many perspectives, when I think of the people who this went out to, from different parts of Canada, from different parts of the planet, <sighs> It, it just it's it's a little sad, but anyway, I'm just resting it there. I'm not going to bother again. But you know, who knows? Maybe in the new year, maybe somebody will listen to this and say, "Hey, Ken, Ken, I got an, I got an idea. Would this help?" Um, the podcast I raved about is stealing Superman. I'm still listening to it. Uh, it might be on the iHeart podcast or something. I don't know, but if you Google in your favorite podcast listening app, stealing Superman. Um, you just might find it. Um, I got here, the past disappears. I guess it's, maybe I'm thinking about, you know, the stroke, trying to remember when was that. And it is amazing. Yeah. And when I was in the hospital for after surgery and the, and the follow-up, uh, 
recuperation period. Everything just, boy, the past just fades. And maybe it, it, it there's more so as you get older. It, but it just it disappears. It's gone. It's a ghostly memory. It's like a vapor. It's just, whoa, it's just the clouds are just disappearing. Everything that happens. And, and it just means, okay, well, you got now. You still got now. And this now is looking in the, kind of the bright sunshine reflecting on the snow here at Bluffers Park. So it's good to be out. It's good to be out. I'm not going to talk too long. Well, I've only got 17 minutes anyway. I've used up half of that already. Holy shit. Uh, what else have I got to see? The past disappears. Yeah, the end of the zine. Uh, Christmas lights. You know, things to do. Things to do. And one of my things to do, besides call my accountant and see, does, does my company still need to file a tax claim? I don't know. And if we do, God, it's got to be in before December 30th because otherwise I'm paying penalties, you know. And, oh, my God, what 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 paperwork do I need to get together for a company that hasn't done, you know, brought in any money since 2019? Or is it officially closed? And what's happened to all those 100,000-plus points I had from Royal Bank that they promised me they're going to look into and they still haven't? Fuck you, man. That's crazy. All right, anyway. Christmas lights. Um, I have to do something. My my wife is just so busy working and 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 you know hasn't had time to do anything. I said, please don't, please, please, please don't get me anything for Christmas. And I don't know. Always I find something in the way of clothing that oh my god, I love it. The coat I'm wearing now. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what'll happen. Um, but the Christmas lights. Several years ago, I just said, well, you know, I'm not going to hang them and climb up on ladders and put them in the eaves troughs, but we got these two big bushes in front of our house, in front of our living room window. I'll just string some lights up there. And so that that was something I could do. I'd get out, you know, hopefully before the snow fell, you know, sometime in December and wrap these lights around and, and then somehow run a cord through and an extension cord from our porch light down that I can plug it into. Well, I guess it was about five years ago or more, perhaps more, when after winter, spring comes along, I didn't take the lights down. Well, guess what, boys and girls? The lights are still there. Like all summer, all year round, these lights are hidden inside these bushes, these two strings of blue lights. So when I say i got to put up the Christmas lights, no, I have to plug in the Christmas lights. So, you know, hats off to me for this is where laziness can pay off. So I'm thinking, okay, well, what do I have to do? Well, i got to find, I, gotta, I used to be I'd have to unscrew the main Christmas light put in a special soccer socket that will take a bulb and be able to plug in above it, you know, and then get an extension cord that can run from there and somehow tack it along so you're not seeing it hanging down and run it down a post. And I'm thinking, okay, where the hell did I put that? You know, I can't remember from last year. Surely I put it somewhere nearby, like in the hall closet or something, so I could just get at it. So yesterday I decided my wife's at work, or my wife's gone out. Wouldn't it be nice if she came home and saw not only is the porch light on, but the Christmas lights are on? 
Yes. Okay, well, I better go outside and check to see if, okay, what do I need? I need that special socket. I need the extension cord. I got to make sure. Okay, yeah. I step outside. The special socket is still in place. The extension cord is still in place. All I have to do is reach one foot over into the bush, pull out the end of the light, plug it in, bam, the lights are on. Done. Done. The easiest fucking decorating job I have ever had. And I guess it's the same damn thing I did last year because I never took it down. And it might have been this way for three years. I just keep forgetting. I'm thinking it's a bigger chore. <laughs> you cannot have... It would be impossible to have an, an easier Christmas light decoration job than that. What do you do? You reach over, you plug it in. Bam. Done. So she came home, the lights are on. No comment, of course, but I know, you know, I'm I'm giving myself the credit I deserve for that. Beautifully done. Thank you. Okay, Um, you know, that is it. I, I do have one more note, and it says, explain what I mean by my correct worldview. I mentioned before, I'm, I'm just, my brain is not honed to a sharpness the way some people I know and who let you know how sharp their brain is. There's a lot of those people around. Mine isn't like that. And I mentioned I don't have a lot of facts. Like I'm looking at a bunch of trees. Okay, that's a fir tree. Yeah, all right. That's a, well, I know a, an oak tree because I can tell by the, the, the acorns. And I, I can tell a maple. But, uh, you know, the particular type of fir or, you know, I, I recognize a birch and so on. But, you know, anyway, just generally speaking, there's a whole lot. I just don't know, and I don't file away. I, I can't even remember the names of half the characters on Coronation Street, and I've been watching it all my life. Uh, I could tell you the ones from 30 years ago, Elsie Tanner and Enid Sharples and Emily. They're gone. They haven't been on the show for 30 years. <laughs> remember them. Uh, but, uh, you know, now it's just, oh, you know, what's her name? What's his name? That guy, the young guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, what I am going to say is I do have a correct worldview. And my correct worldview means I, I'm one of the good guys, in spite of all my shortcomings. I, I want peace on earth. I, I want peace on earth. And it's going to be very hard. And I think one of the things you have to get rid of, and this is where probably somebody might push back a little, because I'm going to say, get rid of all the fucking religions, God damn it. You know, and I know that sounds, whoa, 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 Ken, you've lost your credibility right there. Come on, come on. Well, Christianity never should have been a religion. It should have been a way of life, a philosophy, like, 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 like the way Buddhism is to some degree. But you can't wrap things up in list the way to behave. You just have to know it has to come from the heart. It has to be pure. It has to be kindness and forgiveness and tolerance and love, and I guess I'm showing not much tolerance when I say, fuck the goddamn religions and their fucking holy books, goddamn it. It doesn't seem to show a lot of tolerance, but basically it's, it's, yeah, I know, I've blown it. I've already blown it. But th that that's the first problem. 
you've got to get rid of the bullies, the totalitarian regimes. And now people sometimes need a you know a leader to help them. But you've got to be merciful. And hanging somebody for being gay or killing somebody because they love a person of the same sex, this is not merciful. This is in no way would my correct world kill people for their sexual preference. However, you would say, well, let's, let's, let's say children are innocent. Let's, let's not take advantage of people who can't protect themselves, children, young women, young boys. There, there maybe establish some common agreement on, you know, an age of consent, maybe, a few things like that. Let people do drugs if they want to do drugs that aren't going to cause them to go crazy and take a knife and run around slashing people in the face. No, you, 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 you not... Not drugs that are going to make people do horrible, awful things. And, and, you know, I know, I know, I know. There goes my credibility again. Again, how are you going to legislate that? All right, I've already gone over my limit. I've already, I'm going to try again sometime before Christmas in another podcast, maybe next week. I'll try and do a better job of explaining why my worldview is, is correct. Uh, and boy, oh boy, I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to revisit this. I, you know, I, I've taken two big issues. I know I've already gone over time, sorry. But, uh, yeah, it, it just fundamental religions of any kind are fucking stupid. All right, I'm going to there. All right, just let's close there and move on. Books of rules that are handed down. They do this, don't do this. And I'm going to throw in a bunch of fucking lawyers, too, just because they have power and don't use reason and kindness and tolerance and forgiveness. Oh, God. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, never mind. Back next week. Give me another chance, will you? Thanks. Bye.